Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. You guys, I, I'm so excited for this guest speaker. So she's a repeat guest speaker, uh, repeat podcast guest. And I think she's the first repeat podcast guest we've had. Um, but that's because she's that awesome. So we brought Dr. Angie Miller back on to chat about pelvic floor. And we actually did this as a Facebook live. Um, so if you hear me answering questions or people asking questions and you're like, where did all these questions come from? That's where they came from. Um, they're from the Facebook group. So I was answering them as, as we were live. So if you have um, any questions, please feel free to let them, let me know. Um, the hormone reset program is open for enrollment. Um, and this is the last time it's going to be open this year. So it's not going to come back for another uh, eight months. It's not going to be back until 2023 sometime because I'm going to go on maternity leave after this. Um, which is going to be awesome. So this is literally the most cost-effective way to work with me. So I have my one-on-one clients, and then this is the group program, and these are your foundations that you need to build. Everybody needs them to be built because if you're like following these podcasts and you're like, this is amazing, but I need more of like a step-by-step, then this is for you, okay? So you get your modules dripped out to you every week. You get my eyeballs on your health. You get... um live group coaching calls we're actually going to have weekly live workouts as well because caitlin york who is our fitness coach um who programs workouts with your cycle which you do have access to is going to be also doing live weekly workouts so you can get critiqued and um just have somebody to work out with which is fun to have that accountability as well and then we're also bringing on some pretty cool guest speakers so one of your guest speakers for the hormone reset is actually dr angie miller so she's going to come on and she's going to give you some things that you can do not just education about your pelvic floor but things that you can actually start doing to start seeing those results so really excited to have her on um so if you are interested in the hormone reset program please go to the link in the show notes and join save your spot so we only have so many spots we close tuesday evening so if you're listening to this on monday when the podcast comes out, we close Tuesday. So you don't have all time to like think and snooze about it. There is payment plan options. If you have questions, please reach out. I want you to feel confident about your decision. Um, So please definitely reach out and ask all the questions and all the good things, okay? When people comment on StreamYard, it doesn't let me see their names. And so it's frustrating because it just says Facebook user. And I'm like, who are you? Um, Right. Okay, so we are live. Ladies, this is Dr. Angie Miller. She is a pelvic floor therapist, and she's awesome. Um, Before we even dive, like, super in, I just want to, like, clarify, like, pelvic floor therapy certified, like, specialized versus, like, therapist. Because um, we got a slight tangent here, but I saw one of my friends was like oh my gosh there is a pelvic floor therapist that has prenatal workouts and I was like really and so I pulled up her workouts and I'm like let's see what this is about 
And three like seconds in, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. It's like in a lunge, do a Kegel, in a squat, do a Kegel. And it was like all this stuff about Kegels. I'm like, well, I know from working with you, that's not what I need to be doing. So I went on her website and I was looking and Seb, my husband, who's a physical therapist, was like, Mm -hmm. check and see if she's pelvic floor therapy certified or she just has taken a pelvic floor therapy course and he was right like she wasn't certified in pelvic floor she just had like taken a class in it she was a a physical therapist so I thought that was interesting could you like tell me a little bit about that because like you have to go on to specialize in pelvic floor don't you if you want to be good at it yeah, absolutely. There's um, there's so many different levels of specialization in the realm of physical therapy. So um, to be a physical therapist nowadays, you um, get a doctorate degree. And then with just a, a physical therapy um, degree and license, you know a little bit about everything. And mm-hmm. so beyond that, Um, To really become a pelvic floor or women's health specialist, you then need to take further certifications after you've graduated. Um, And so just like a weekend class is is definitely not enough. Um, So the American Academy of Physical Therapists is um, one of the one of the um, organizations that you can get certified through. Um, But there's there's several other ones as well. Um, And there's different levels of certification, too. Um, And so, yeah, getting, you know, getting as much knowledge as possible is is really critical. Um, The other thing that's very key in specializing in women's health and pelvic floor therapy is that you have a mentor, um, which is which is tough to find sometimes. So um, yeah, somebody who's currently practicing and can really mentor you and you can share patients and, you know, go back and forth like that is, is really important as well. That makes sense. Ladies, if you're on, please comment if you have ever been to pelvic floor therapy, you've ever considered it, like don't know if you need it, all those things. So uh, Dr. Angie can answer your questions. Um, okay. So where do I want to start with this? So, okay. How to choose a pelvic floor therapist? Can we start there? Like, how do you even know, like, let's say, um, you were going down the Google rabbit hole, Dr. Google, and you were like, okay, I feel like my issues could be helped by pelvic floor therapist. How would you know, like, let's say you have painful periods or you have endometriosis or um, you have pain with sex or you have leaking when you sneeze or when you cough or just constantly feeling like you need to pee all the time. Um, And Dr. Google says, go to a pelvic floor therapist. How do you know, like, if you're going to be getting like the help that you need? Because... I feel like there are a lot of pelvic floor therapists out there and I've heard from a lot of women. They're like, I went, I did my protocol and I didn't see squat. So like pelvic floor therapy doesn't work. So could you talk to me about that? Absolutely. Um, That's, that's actually a tough question because you, you kind of have to go to the physical therapist before you can answer that. So you have to test them out. Um, If you go to the physical therapist and they, only talk about doing Kegels and just hook you up to a biofeedback machine and watch you contract and relax your pelvic floor. 
Um, that's pretty standard physical therapy uh, nowadays, and it's not effective because it only addresses the voluntary muscle fibers of the pelvic floor. So your pelvic floor is actually primarily involuntary. So 80% of the muscle fibers of your pelvic floor, uh, we have no voluntary control over. And so the typical physical therapy that trains you in voluntary pelvic floor contractions, also known as a Kegel, is really only accessing 20% of your pelvic floor muscle fibers. The pelvic floor also cannot be isolated. It is part of a bigger system and it's part of your entire body. So to access those involuntary muscle fibers of the pelvic floor, you have to elicit reflexes um, to trigger that involuntary muscle activation. And the reflexes are breathing and posture. So your pelvic floor therapist should immediately, day one, start talking about your breathing and your posture. You should be getting whole body exercises. Um, and Kegels are something really you don't need to talk about until much later on. So they should be looking at the um, how your pelvic floor muscles are working with your abdominal muscles, with your respiratory muscles. Um, they should be looking at your spinal position and your pelvic position. And you can also actually tell a good pelvic floor physical therapist um, by their intake. So that's actually, that's one thing you could, you could look at um, before you even go is the intake paperwork. Like first, do they have intake paperwork? Um, and then how in depth is it? So they should be asking you really in depth questions about your um, bowel and bladder habits, um, your menstrual cycle. Uh, the color of your period blood, your sex life, your history of pregnancies, um, and anything like that, and, and a really comprehensive, holistic medical intake, asking about your exercise and your lifestyle and your diet. Um, because like I said, you can't isolate the pelvic floor. And that's, that's what's tough because we have, um, you know, when a, when a medical provider specializes Sometimes we get too narrow of a lens. Mm -hmm. So um, a good pelvic floor therapist understands how the pelvic floor works with the other muscles of the core and with the other muscles of the body. And yeah. it's, it's just one part of the whole picture. Yeah. No, I remember on my intake forms with you, you, one of it was like, how many times I pee a day? I'm like, why do you want to know how many times I pee a day? Right. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have that same reaction. It's it's kind of a weird question, but um, yeah, it gives you a lot of information as far as like the tone of your pelvic floor and the position of your uterus and your bladder. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I pay attention to it now, now that I know. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so what are just, could you give me like a list of symptoms where you would be like, okay, that is like a physical thing. Like you need physical therapy for that. Like you need pelvic floor therapy. Cause like a lot of times um, for me, when I'm talking to women about hormonal imbalances, it's like, okay, you shouldn't be having mood swings before your period. You shouldn't be having, um, you know, breaking out an acne because all of those things we like to um, just put into the category of it's normal. Everybody has it. So, and I know pel pelvic floor is the physical aspect of hormonal and 
hormonal balance truly. So what would be symptoms um, or red flags that would be like, you need to pay attention to your pelvic floor? Okay. Yeah. Um, That's an excellent question. So, and I have like a list of 50 (laughs) symptoms I could give you right now, but to simplify it, um, let's just remember the role of the pelvic floor and then any symptoms you have that are related to the six responsibilities of the pelvic floor um, are then reasons to see a pelvic floor therapist. So the the roles of the pelvic floor is number one, um, to control voiding. So sphincter control. So that means bowel and bladder. So do you have any problems emptying your bowel and bladder? Um, Do you push or strain? Is it um, painful to empty your bowel or bladder? Um, those would all be reasons to, um, you know, look deeper into the health of your pelvic floor. Incontinence. So leaking, leaking of bowel or bladder. There's two types of incontinence. There's stress incontinence and urge incontinence. So stress incontinence is where you leak when you cough or laugh or sneeze or jump on the trampoline or um, walk or run or do any sort of weightlifting or pick up your kids. Um, so anything that creates like a mechanical load, like a mechanical increase in pressure in your abdomen is, um, and that causes leaking, that's known as stress incontinence. That particular type of incontinence has actually been really normalized um, in our culture. Like, oh, I've had a baby, so I'm just going to pee when I jump on the trampoline with my kids forever. Or um, it's actually become really normalized in the CrossFit world, which is so sad. They, you know, almost like promote like it's cool. Like you didn't work hard enough if you didn't pee your pants when you work out. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just insane. So if you leak when you exercise, that exercise is damaging your pelvic floor and it's damaging your bladder. So you should not leak ever. Even if you're pregnant, it, it's, a, it's a sign that something needs to be changed um, either in your self-care routine, your exercise routine, your lifestyle, um, something's up. So incontinence is a big one. The other type of incontinence is urge incontinence. So that's when you leak on the way to the bathroom with urgency. Just a quick break to remind you that if you are not already seed cycling with us, you should be seed cycling with us. The benefits of seed cycling are amazing. They contain so many nutrients that are necessary for hormonal balance, including zinc, manganese, vitamin E, all of the good things, amazing for egg quality. And while seed cycling is not the end picture, like that's not all that you'll have to do to maybe achieve the things that you're looking for in your health, you guys, it is the easiest thing that you can do. So one tablespoon of pumpkin and one tablespoon of flax seeds from your period to ovulation, and then switch to sesame and sunflower. So that is one tablespoon of each of those seeds every single day. You want to be buying whole organic and then grind them before you eat them the reason why you don't want to buy ground is that they go rancid within a couple weeks so unless you know where your seeds are coming from how long they were sitting on the shelf they're probably rancid by the time you get them okay so start seed cycling with us and as always if you want to make this even simpler for yourself that is where Funkit Wellness Seeds can literally change your life. They are organic. They are certified B Corp. All of their seeds are like they get them from the best places and you can get them shipped to your door. So it literally doesn't get any simpler than that. 
and it's a subscription. So literally, happy hormone subscription box. I can sign up for that. Yes, yes, please. So you can get yours shipped to your door. Right now, they're only in the U.S. So if you are outside of the U.S., I apologize. But if you are inside of the U.S., take advantage of the flash sale that they have going on. You can use code Leah, L-E-A-H, 20 to save 20% off of your order. And you even save already on your subscription. So I love seed cycling, but I will say that sometimes it can get hard to stick to because it's hard to find quality seeds and sometimes I forget to grind them and then I don't get my seeds in for the day. So Funkit Wellness makes it super simple. Literally, they're shipped right to my door. They grind them right before they ship them so I know that they're not rancid. They have certified B Corp companies that they get their seeds from so they're super high quality. They're organic. So yeah, I'm much more consistent with my seed cycling now thanks to Funkit Wellness. Um, and that's typically a little bit more related to your level of hydration and the tone of your pelvic floor muscles. Um, so there's the, there's the sphincter control role. So if anything's okay. going on with that, um, also constipation can be a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction, um, hemorrhoids, anal fissures, digestive issues, um, can be a sign of pelvic floor and core muscle spasm. Um, and you know, your pelvic floor and core muscles should always be moving with your breathing and with your, with your movements throughout the day. And they actually act to detoxify your organs and bring necessary circulation and lymph flow to them. So any sort of digestive issues, IBS, constipation, um, Crohn's disease, um, those sorts of things can be a sign of, of pelvic floor and core dysfunction. Um, okay, so the next role of the pelvic floor is support. So the pelvic floor should support all of your internal organs. Um, the pelvic floor helps to support your hips, as well as your lower back and your spine, um, as well as your abdominal muscles. So any issues that have to do with that can be a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction. So the most obvious one would be prolapse. So that would be, um, you know, when the bladder or the bowel or the uterus falls down into the vagina. Um, other issues that are related to support, the pelvic floor's role of support would be um, hip pain, low back pain, pelvic pain, lower abdominal pain, um, any sort of pelvic alignment issues, like if your SI joint goes out or um, you have a rotated spine or, you know, any sort of um, imbalances within your pelvis can create um, issues with your pelvic floor's ability to support your organs and your spine. Um, another role of the pelvic floor is circulation. So it moves like a piston inside of your abdomen with your diaphragm. And so they're always moving together as you breathe. So when you inhale, your pelvic floor relaxes and moves down. And every time you exhale, your pelvic floor lifts. And so that motion with your diaphragm creates this really nice pumping action and provides circulation to all of your organs. And so um, varicose veins, um, you know, pelvic congestion syndrome, um, those sorts of circulatory issues can be a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, um, gosh. Another role of the pelvic floor is, um, of course, sexual function. And so if you have pain with intercourse, um, difficulty having an orgasm, vaginal dryness, 
all of those could be signs of pelvic floor muscle dysfunction. Um, also, the pelvic floor has a role to um, help you breathe. Like I said, it, it's like the um, it's like the diaphragm sister. They're like always moving together. So you have your respiratory diaphragm always pulling in air, and the the pelvic diaphragm does the same thing. It it kind of helps that and brings air in. So um, you know problems with breathing, like shallow breathing, a lot of times um, asthmatics for sure have pelvic floor dysfunction because asthmatics have diaphragm muscle spasm. They, they feel like they, they can't bring enough air into their lungs. And so their diaphragm muscle gets very tight. And anything that's happening at the diaphragm is also happening at the pelvic floor. So a lot of times um, people with respiratory issues also have diaphragm or also have pelvic floor dysfunction. That makes sense. Um, and then of course, menstrual issues. So your, your pelvic floor muscles help to support your uterus, which then in turn, um, the support of your uterus is influences her position in your pelvis. And so if your pelvic floor muscles aren't working appropriately with your abdominal muscles and your diaphragm, your uterus can get out of her best position and she can lean forwards or backwards. You know, that's called in medical terminology, it's um, an antiverted uterus or a retroverted uterus. Um, another word for it is just a tipped uterus. She can lean to like the left or the right. Um, but uterine position, if she's not in her adequate, in her ideal position, she won't get adequate blood flow, lymph flow, nerve flow. Um, and then you can have menstrual irregularities or, you know, painful periods that can lead to fertility issues and all of the things that you work, you work on, Leah. Yeah. Um, those hormonal imbalances. It's all connected. We had, um, we have a couple questions about what is normal. So I will read them for you. Um, somebody okay. wants to know, she spots eight days after her period is done. So is this something that a pelvic floor therapist would be able to give her answers? It's like, I'm assuming that's it's not normal to just continue spotting after your period's quote unquote done. No. Yeah. So a physical therapist perspectives answer, which I'm sure you have your own answer, Leah. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is not okay. Spotting after your period is not just a muscular thing, but the muscles absolutely influence it. Yeah. So um, a pelvic floor physical therapist is one person in the team of healthcare providers that could help you find a solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the muscular system goes. Um, spotting after your period would indicate that your uterus is not in her best position. And so during, during your, your cycle, your uterine lining needs to build up throughout the month. And if your uterus is in her best position, your lining will build up nice and symmetrically all around your uterus. And then when it's time to um, bleed, then your uterus, if she's in her ideal position, she has nice, efficient contractions and your bleeding starts red and ends red and is not painful and, you know, just lasts, you know, a few days um, and then things are done. But if she's not in her best position, she won't have, um, she won't build her lining symmetrically throughout the month. 
And then she also won't have the appropriate position to um, have the uterine contractions during bleeding to adequately um, allow all of the lining to be shed. And so then that is also influenced by the hormones mm-hmm. um, and, you know, diet and lifestyle. So, there, you know, there's so many more questions that, you know, Leah and I probably want to ask right now <laughs> that are involved in that. Um, but just from like a purely muscular standpoint, that indicates, you know, your uterus is not in her best position. Makes sense. So if you have incontinence while you are pregnant, but not so much postpartum, is that a problem? And I would say like, what do you mean by not so much? But I will let you answer that. (laughs) Okay. So the question is, if you have, you have incontinence during pregnancy and then it's better after you deliver. Okay. So, um, so then from that information, we can say the, uh, the weight of the baby growing inside of you has led to increased pressure on your pelvic floor muscles and your pelvic floor muscles are, were not strong enough at that Mm -hmm. point, um, to perform their function. And so once you deliver that pressure has been released and things are better. Um, but still that's not. That's not um, okay or normal. It's common. It's typical, but it's not normal. So you, um, you know, I would encourage you to look at your lifestyle um, and your exercise routine and your posture and your breathing and see how that might impact your symptoms. Um, So you can also ask yourself questions like, okay, when does this incontinence occur? And that, you know, that will be a sign leading you to uh, what the, what the problem might be. Yeah. But that is a a pelvic floor muscle issue for sure. Um, And so then she asked again, if having incontinence during pregnancy is not normal, that's correct. You should not have it during pregnancy. That's not normal. Um, okay. We have some more questions about, um, brown spotting. So brown spotting on the lat or just brown blood on the last day of your period is not normal. They're asking, like, I thought it was old blood. Could that mean a tilted uterus? And yes, like it is old blood, but the question is why do you have old blood? So I will let you take that. Okay. Um, why do you have old blood? It's because you're the, the uterus is a muscle. So she's a muscle. So she didn't adequately um, contract to shed all of the blood. And so some of the blood stayed inside the uterus and then oxidized. So brown blood is just old blood. And so it, it, it absolutely should end red. And I know that sounds crazy um, because like my um, whole life until, you know, probably like seven years ago, <laughs> I always had, I started brown and I ended brown and my cycles were all irregular. And I just was like, how could you possibly, you know, when I heard, you know, and I heard this whole idea about, you know, the, the importance of the position of the uterus and how you should, um, you know, start red and end red with your cycle. I, I truly also was like, this is crazy. How is that even possible? Like some girls are just lucky, but like some girls just don't have that. Um, 
but truly I, you know, after positioning, truly positioning your uterus, um, with these protocols that I teach, um, which is an abdominal massage and very specific breathing and postural techniques, when your uterus is in her best position, yes, your period starts red and ends red. Yeah. And brown blood is also really associated with your progesterone levels as well. So like you need to make sure that you're doing everything in tangent, which is why like, I love when people come and do the physical side as well, because nutrition, I, I can't, I can't, uh, center your uterus with the foods that you're eating. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's this team approach. Leah is so important. It's so, so important. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Makes such a difference. Um, Okay. People are bringing in the questions. Okay. So this is a good one. My flow always stops on day four of my period. And then it starts up again on day five. Every time. Is that a progesterone issue or is that a positioning issue? Yeah. I think, you know, possibly it could be both. Yeah. I see that with an ununiform drop of progesterone. Like when the progesterone doesn't like just come down with the estrogen, it's kind of like, (laughs) okay. But, um, I guess it could also be like, maybe things get stuck with your contractions in your uterus. Yeah. Yeah. My question would be like, what's going on on day four and are your, are your periods painful? Because if they're, if they're really painful, um, you're probably changing your posture and your breathing because you're in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time you get to day four of that, something might have just kind of built up where like the uterus, there's more pressure, things drop, yeah. which changes progesterone. That makes sense. Um, okay. So I feel like this is a really good segue into your specific method of how um, you teach your core recovery method, because everybody is asking, um, So how do I improve my uterine position? Like, can I just go to a pelvic floor therapist? Can they fix my tipped uterus? Like, how do I fix this now? So I'll let you take that off. You know how I love a good old tart cherry juice to help you sleep or a topical magnesium gel if you're having some trouble getting in your magnesium. And I have sent you to a thousand different brands to try and get all of these different products. But I'm very excited to share with you Rocasa Organics, which I'm so excited to partner with because they have such an incredible ingredient policy as well as their products are awesome. Literally, that's all I got to say. So again, a friend introduced me to these products and I'm like, okay, I'll try them out. Um, Loved their ingredient policy. And so I started trying out different things. Literally went out and bought, spent my own money, you guys. I'm gonna try these things out for sure before I recommend them. And the things that just spoke to me, the tart cherry juice has chamomile extract and valerian root. You guys, it was the tipping point for helping me sleep so much better while I'm pregnant. I even give a teaspoon of it to Landon and he's sleeping so much better. So we all know the troubles we've had with Landon sleeping. We use their elderberry juice. We use their magnesium gel. They have a muscle and joint cream, which when I popped my rib out, if you're following me on social media, that was, oh, it was so helpful. So 
They have a tiger saw, which is using the plant-based bakuchiol to help with strex marks. You can use this while you are pregnant. They have cleaning supplies, and I have just been sending so many clients to them because they have such an amazing ingredient policy. They have great prices and you don't have to go to five different companies to get five different products. I can get all five of my products at one company, which I'm very thankful for. So those are a few of my favorite products. Um, I swear by that tart cherry juice, you guys. And I reached out to them to get a discount code for you. And it's a super easy to remember discount code. It's L-E-A-H, my name, super easy. So definitely go try them out. They are giving you 20% off your first order. You will not regret it. Literally, if the only thing you get is the tart cherry juice, you will love me forever. Um, but they do have amazing cleaning supplies. And like I said, I love their body butters and there are hair spreads for postpartum hair growth literally there's there's so many options and like i said their ingredient policy is it's really really good so i'm very excited to partner with them yes okay how do you fix this um well i'll answer that question about other physical therapists first and then i'll talk a little bit more about what i teach um unfortunately not every physical therapist is trained in this i did not learn this in pt school um, and I also did not learn this through all of my fellowship and internship training with women's health specialists um, through the accredited um, specialization programs that I took. So this idea of uterine position actually came from me learning about indigenous medicine. Um, mm -hmm. So Maya medicine. Um, so you guys can look up the Abdominal Therapy Collective and look at the organization that, um, you know, really I, I learned a lot of this from. Um, and so it, it, this isn't common, like Western medical knowledge. So unfortunately, like if you have a physical therapist, which there are awesome physical therapists who, you know, don't necessarily have this approach or information and can still absolutely help you because your pelvic floor is involuntary. And so if they appropriately are able to release trigger points from your pelvic floor and get your pelvic floor back to its normal resting tone, these things can naturally, they will just naturally um, improve. But um, anyways, back, back to kind of like my method and, and how I learned this. So, you know, I first figured out the importance of uterine position through um, actually a nurse practitioner that I was working closely with. We shared a lot of patients and um, she practiced a lot of um, indigenous medicine. So Mayan medicine and Native American medicine. And she did a lot of um, spiritual healing and brought that into her Western uh, women's health practice and used a lot of herbs and um, was very holistic. And so she's like, um, you know, you get great results with your pelvic floor therapy, but I think they could be even better if you um, helped do things to position the uterus. And I was like, what? No way. And but we were good friends. And so I'm like, OK, I'll just take your course. And um, I took it and then I applied it to myself. And then it was like a game changer in my own body. And then, of course, I started teaching all of my patients this. Um, and so what I'm talking about right now is just a self-abdominal massage that positions your uterus. So you yeah. position your uterus yourself. 
And um, this was an absolute game changer for my, my pelvic floor patients. They needed fewer sessions. They weren't reliant on me releasing their pelvic floor muscles. And um, I discharged patients a lot sooner. They weren't coming back to me as much. Um, and so that was huge. So I started to realize, okay, this is so important, the position of the uterus. And now when you position it with just your hands, with just a massage, it's this very passive method. And, and it actually takes, when you're just doing the massage, it takes usually like three months to start seeing a result because, um, you know, you, you position your uterus once with the massage and then you go about your day and, you know, you do your typical thing, like, and we're always against gravity. And so just being upright, uh, brings your uterus down. And mm -hmm. so I started thinking there has to be something more, um, you know, there has to be something more active to position the uterus. So, and then in my research, I found a method, um, out of Spain called hypopressive training. And so, um, I learned this postural and breathing method that actually lifts and centers the uterus through um, eccentric uh, activation of all the fascial planes in the body and, and specific breath training. Mm -hmm. um, I studied in Spain for a couple months and continued taking courses on this. Um, and by the way, these aren't um, physical therapy courses. <laughs> these yeah. are... You know, these are just kind of like um, other alternative methods that I'm seeking out because typical physical therapy doesn't always do the trick. Um, yeah. So. Um, so anyways, with the with the hypopressive training, um, this was the, the you know, the final key. Mm -hmm. This is the active exercise based way to to position the uterus. So when I started then bringing in the hypopressive training into the into my treatment protocols with these patients, um, I mean, they were getting better, like in a couple weeks, yeah, um, seeing changes like almost immediately, which sounds insane. But like, after a session of breathing like this, they start to notice like changes in their posture and, and just like the lightness in their pelvis and, um, you know, how things just like feel and move. And so, um, yeah, putting these two methods together was, was really, truly the game changer. And this, this combination of these two methods is what allowed me to do virtual pelvic floor treatments, yeah. <laughs> which that's the, that's like the crazy thing, you know, that it's like, um, how the heck can you treat my pelvic floor virtually? Um, and Yes, of course, it's nice to be able to have, you know, hands on somebody. So mm -hmm. um, here's a little side note about like the first question you asked, Leah, is how do you know if you have a good pelvic floor physical therapist? If you're seeing them in person, okay, mm -hmm. if you're seeing them in person, they should touch you. They yeah. should put their hands on you and assess you and release your muscles. And like, they should be working on your body with their hands. Um, but if you can't do that with somebody, the next best thing is teaching them uterine positioning through a self-abdominal massage and this postural and breathing protocol called hypopressive training. And so combining these two methods with my patients in person at the time, I started to realize I actually don't need 
to release your pelvic floor anymore. I don't need to release trigger points in your pelvic floor anymore. I don't need to adjust your spine anymore. If you just do this postural and breathing protocol, if you just do your breathing exercises and do this massage, I no longer needed to do as much manual physical manipulations of their bodies. Um, And so I, I ended up moving from Colorado to Kauai And a lot of my Colorado patients um, were kind of like, hey, you know, don't leave me hanging here. Like, what am I going to do? And so I was like, well, you know, let's just try continuing virtual sessions and I'll I'll walk you through these breathing exercises. And um, I was very skeptical when I tried it at first. Um, And actually, it, it worked phenomenally. And so I just continued to do it. And then there was such a demand for one on one sessions And a lot of what I teach patients in these one-on-one sessions is actually the same thing (laughs) for all these different pelvic issues, incontinence, urgency, frequency, menstrual irregularity, sexual dysfunction, constipation, back pain, tailbone pain, hip pain, um, you know, all these issues, diastasis, prolapse. So all of these like core issues that I'm, that I'm treating actually can be rehabilitated with the same protocol. And so all of these virtual patients I'm seeing, I'm using the same protocol for them. And so that's what made me create this online program um, so that I can reach more people because, you know, there's only so much time for one on one. So um, I just I, I really had this like, you know, strong intuition, passion that like I need to spread this message like mm-hmm. women need to know these really simple techniques that can help so many different things that we commonly struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I was going to go somewhere with this. Oh yeah. We need more of you. (laughs) I've sent a lot of my clients your way and they come back and they're like, her wait list is until July. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry too. Yeah. It's, um, it's tough. Exactly. There's just only so much time for the one-on-ones. And so, um, so I'm so excited to launch this online program. And it's um, it's really been like a long time in the making. Um, yeah. there, like so much has gone into filming this and organizing it and, and figuring out like, okay, if I'm not one-on-one with somebody, you know, how am I going to teach this to the masses and explain this to the masses? And so I erred on the side of more information. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there is a ton of information in this program and a ton of techniques that you can implement at home um, that can really, really help. And then um, I will be available, uh, you know, via email or Voxer um, to help you work through the program as, as you progress yeah. through it. Because everyone is now asking, they're like, so like if my period has brown blood and I have this, like, how do I fix it? And how do I do my t- uterus? Like you guys should do the the program. Um, cause it's also a much more cost effective way to get physical therapy as well, because I think depending on what state you're in, um, it, insurance doesn't always cover pelvic floor therapy. Right. So, yep. and depending hard. on your insurance, insurance plan. So yeah, this yeah. definitely is a, a cost effective way. And the most cost effective way to treat your pelvic floor dysfunction is a, effective protocol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of times people will go for like, um, 
you know, 10, 12 sessions and not really get much results, you know? So something that is like really effective and works, um, is, is the most cost effective method. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, someone wanted to know if positioning your uterus before sex increases your chance of pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Now, of course there are other factors influencing that, but if you're thinking of it by purely a, a uterine position, um, perspective, if she has adequate blood flow and lymph flow and nerve flow and hormonal regulation with your pituitary gland, and she's getting optimal levels of oxygen, then your chances for pregnancy are only going to increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so, again, it's just like a whole part of the puzzle. Like people are like, I'm eating all the right things. I, you know, I've gotten so far, my hormones are where they're supposed to be. But um, I, sadly, I see a lot of miscarriages um, with tipped uteruses. It just didn't get a strong implantation. So yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And, and that's, uh, it's such a common thing. I, I, um, I have that on my intake paperwork and um, I would say like more often than not, I I see that box checked in my, you know, my moms um, or, you know, women trying to have a pregnancy is, is yes, yes to the miscarriage. Um, I've had one myself. Um, I understand it. And, and I went through it when my uterus was tipped, you know, when, when I had a retroverted uterus and didn't know it, you know, didn't know the implications of that, but you know, hindsight's always 20, 20. Um, so yeah, there's, there's things you can do to help that. Yeah. Set yourself up. Like, I think that, um, sometimes we wait for things to happen. Like, well, like, um, you know, we're going to go into our pregnancy and I'll see if I have issues postpartum. And it's like, let's be preventative. <laughs> um, so you have right. less issues, you have better pregnancies, you have better labors. It's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I always think of like, we want to create an environment for healing and uh, wellness within the body, you know, yeah. just, and so it's not just, exercises and muscle and fascia and stuff. It's like, we have to think of the whole environment, you know, the, the physiological environment in the body and will also, you know, result in optimal muscle function and, um, you know, hydration of that white connective tissue that supports your uterus. Yeah. It's so important. So your, um, online program is launching in like the next week or so, right? Yes. Um, it, (laughs) it has has been, uh, you know, delayed a little bit. Um, there are other things that are, you know, playing into this. I, I have, uh, an amazing tech guy, um, that actually, um, just had a baby. So, which is wonderful. Um, but had a little bit of time off. Um, and so I'm still very hopeful for a May launch, I'm, I'm so, so close, so close. Um, so it's, it's coming, it's coming. It's almost like I jinx. I, I'm like, I, I shouldn't jinx myself and say it's like this date. Um, but it's, it's so close. It's going to be, you know, if not this month, very early June, 
Um, there's just a few little finishing touches. I just got to make sure, you know, everything works and the website is, is finished up. Um, and then I'll, yeah, I'll be announcing the launch. That's so perfect. I'll make sure I put Angie's info for you guys. So um, you can know as soon as that launches and save your spot and all that good stuff. Yeah, excellent. And if you send me an email, um, I will add you to the notification list. So I'll announce okay. this on Instagram and I'll also send out, you know, a mass email to my, uh, my email list. Sounds perfect. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.